Okay, first I thought the audio story on the new characters for the drop were just awesome. It was great. So please do more of those, man. And now to my question. The regen capsules. Will we see add-ons? Will we be able to build? Are we making Voltron? Mecha Knight? It's Brent Lawson, man. Keep up the awesome work. Thank you. It's a hot day here in New York City. The windows are open. You're going to hear some sirens. You're going to hear some helicopters, possibly buildings falling down. Who knows? It's, uh, it's always crazy in Manhattan. And I'm here. I'm listening to your voicemails. I love this. Thank you guys for the voicemails. Please keep sending me some more. Off the top, you heard Brent's uh, comments and questions. Uh, Brent, I want to thank you. I'm so glad that the subsidy podcast story novel audiobook whatever you want to call it was well received that was so much fun to make and i think that what really happened there is we're looking at the future of knights of the slice right this uh this method of sort of sharing these stories in a more integrated way um i'm obsessed with that idea i want to do more of these um i really think that that is like that is our brand functioning on the highest level when we're able to do that. And I'm so glad you guys all took the time to listen to it, to look at the photos. And um, I'm making a play now to try to bring Nikki into the fold a little more and potentially take things like that and then add his video magic. It's going to take us a while to get there. We're not sort of big enough to facilitate that at this time, but... That's my immediate short-term goal. I want to do more of that stuff, and I want there to be video components to it. Um, to answer your question, uh, what is sort of next for the regen capsules, and what can we expect? Are we supposed to build a gigantic robot? Um, first, I, I do want to make one correction, and this is on me because I sort of changed this shortly after we launched the capsules. The regen capsule specifically refers to the first silver-plated capsule. The regen powers are only in that capsule. Every other capsule has a different power. Some of them are element-based, as we've seen. Um, so it's fine to, you know, call all of them regen capsules, but if we're going to be sort of nitpicky, the regen capsule really only reply, uh, applies to the capsule in silver that sort of regenerates or um, recombines parts for injured knights and things like that. Um, now I will be 100% honest, I was originally going to call them all regen capsules with just different annotations after that, but I think uh, because the specific abilities of each capsule is becoming a major sort of story point, um, I need to make that distinction. So just... Uh, take that in the spirit for which it's intended uh so to get to your question one you can build with these capsules now there are four millimeter ports if that's the right measurement already on there i have seen a few people kind of build with them and add arms um it kind of looks like a almost a bakuri man style figure when you add arms to the pegs there is some light building potential uh there is not a sort of combining 
gestalt robot uh, that was intended with these, but I wouldn't be surprised if people sort of do that. Uh, you probably are picking up on the vibe, though, that it is approaching a sort of zenith point, and that is correct, and we're, we're now more than halfway to the end of this first sort of production run of the capsules. Um, you will see in very short time what the last couple notes of that assortment are. And uh, as we speak, I am sort of thinking about how I want to go back to production with what will be the next iteration of these capsules. And um, part of my trip going over there in September is going to be to uh, sort of uh, hopefully see some samples of what may be the next version of the capsules. And uh, I'm excited. Nothing's been decided yet, but there's a lot more I want to make. And I love seeing these all lined up. You know, what I, I touched upon this a little bit in a thank you post to you guys on Facebook for making the sale really great, but my goal has always been to make really beautiful objects, and I haven't been able to do that for a very long time because part of action figures are sort of unbeautiful and unglamorous, and they're not aesthetically pleasing. Um, if you think of something like the Desert Rat, that's a military figure. I could cast him in translucent and it might look a little nice, but really the reality of that character and the genre doesn't lend itself to something that gives you an aesthetic overload, you know? Um, the majority of releases for Knights of the Slice have been pretty subdued in terms of having a beautiful aspect to them, you know? Uh, they are pretty much standard action figures and I think that in that standard action figure world, Things that are, you know, olive drab colored or quasi-militaristic, those tend to sell better in keeping with the sort of tenets of that genre. So I have felt pretty inhibited in terms of being able to do stuff that's wild and just really beautiful looking. But I, I feel like we've turned a page now with the capsules, especially, and... Um, you know, some of the material boys, and, and certainly the UV style. I, I just think these items are gorgeous. They they look like something extraterrestrial. And that's a very, very exciting sort of frontier that we're exploring together. And I, I want to continue to make really beautiful, beautiful things. Right now, I'm, I'm looking at my display case, and I'm looking at, uh, I think it's Thunder Punch He-Man from the New Adventures of He-Man, the sort of failed sci-fi reboot to He-Man. And he's got this gorgeous, clear, hot green uh, sort of bandolier and shield and sword, and it's, it's just humming with this energy and this vibration. And I finally feel like with Knights of the Slice, we're getting to that point of beauty. And I think Cyber Mom is also going to usher in a lot of beautiful things. And I have purposefully kept her very close to the vest. She is now looking like our most deluxe figure ever. I believe she's she's on her way to China right now to begin this sort of uh, tooling model process. And uh, when it's time to share her, I think you guys are going to be blown away because it's really so much more extravagant than what was originally planned. And I mean that in a very positive way. Hey Jesse, Thomas Jante from Pensacola, Florida. Two questions for you. What's your karaoke setup? Have you read anything good lately?
Thomas Hionte, as I say. I think it, you need a little more pizzazz in your name. Um, also, shout out to Florida. Florida living. Good, uh, good decade of my life spent down there. Um, my karaoke setup. So I've spent many, many years kind of perfecting what I call the karaoke cart. Um, the basic key component anybody can buy is a Singstrix. S-I... No, Songstrix? Might be Songstrix. S-O-N-G-T-R-I-X. Um, this was an item on Shark Tank. And it basically is a vocoder. It, it has about 100 effects in this, uh, this sort of device that plugs into an amp and you can run your music through. That is kind of the secret ingredient because most karaoke setups are not very good in terms of having any effects or the right echo or reverb or anything like that. And most people singing karaoke, myself included, are not very great singers. So I find having the, the song tricks or sing tricks, whatever it may be called, uh, having that device really has uh, sort of up the game of it all. Um, then there's various bells and whistles I have built into the cart, like um, I don't, there's red dot projectors, which kind of fill your ceiling with red stars. There's a, a sort of motion strobe light, which will interact with the vibrations from the amp. Um, I also use Carafun, which is a app that is available on iTunes or um, on sort of PC, Android. Uh, not iTunes, sorry, Apple. Uh, it looks like an iTunes format, so it's very easy to use. And you can also uh, pay for the service, what they call a party pass, which is like three days. You can do it monthly or you can do it annually. So it gives you sort of flexible options. The song quality are really, really good on Carafun. And they also have, which I think is the best part of it, they have a community tab. So that if they don't have the song you want to sing, you can go to the community tab and see if somebody else has uploaded their version of it. Sometimes those community songs kind of suck, but nine times out of ten, there's some great stuff in there and really deep cuts. Um, so thank you for that question. Always happy to talk at length about karaoke. Um, to answer your second question, have I read anything good lately? Uh, yes. The Miracle Man trade paperback by... Oh, is it Tom Bell, I want to say? Um really fantastic book and you really have to get to the end of the book to appreciate how great it is um it i i love it i love it it's one of the best comics i've read in you know the past four or five years uh and i guess that the maybe it's tom king eh, really bad at remembering those things anyway that uh that author is writing the new gods film for warner brothers which Let's face it, any Warner Brothers superhero movie is a roll of the dice as to whether it would be good or not. But that being said, if they adhere to this Miracle Man story, I think they have a really good shot of having a film that's pretty excellent and in keeping with a uh, pretty cinematic feel, if you know what I mean. Hey Jesse, it's Gavin here. I was just kind of, I had a question about Shikan. I wondered uh, what your decision was of choosing to make his hat more, I guess, two-dimensional than having it project into the front and the back of him. 
I guess I've seen some imagery where it looks like you see a profile and he has like the full wide brim hat. And a lot of the artwork, it kind of seems foreshortened just based off the perspective from the artwork. But I kind of wondered if there was a reason why the brim, the hat, the brim of the hat wasn't a full 360 or, or you know, approximation. Uh, hi, Gavin. Great question. Um, there isn't a sort of big revelation behind uh, the shape of Shikan's hat. This would have been a choice made by James Groman, who was the sculptor. Uh, James, of course, having worked for Robert and the Chacon Publishing House for many years before going off to become a very famous toy designer in his own right. Um, I will say that there is no real consistent look for Chacon. This is something Robert and I talked about a lot before we embarked on this. He appears in so many different outfits, so many different looks, some with the hat, some without. Uh, the hat itself really has probably, there's probably about a hundred different styles to it. And that fluidity is really something I, I liked and was attracted to about the character. So um, I think that most of us in our brain, we sort of, when we think of Shikan, we think of the Sega Genesis, uh, you know, image, that the, the sort of poster or the cover of the game cartridge. And that is, is probably most people's standard for the look of the character. But if you go back and you flip through Robert's work and all the various books that are available, you uh, start to see that um, this is a character that has sort of been interpreted many, many, many different ways. Um, so I don't actually, uh, I don't have a, uh, a real satisfactory answer there. Uh, other than to say, I actually never thought of it until now, but now it's going to eat a hole in my brain until I ask James why he did do that. Um, but thank you for the question. Okay, folks, now it's time to inch a little bit closer to the next chapter of Knights of the Slice. And that is, of course, this concept of Frankenslice. Now, I'm not entirely ready to peel the veil back on Frankenslice. I think we need to reconvene after you've received Action Figure of the Month for August, and then we can have a full exploration of this concept. But I am happy today to share a little-known chapter of Glyos. I wouldn't say Knights of the Slice, but sort of the precursor to Knights of the Slice, and my efforts in the toy world. Uh, if you checked out the Patreon post about uh, my Glyos projects 10 years ago, this references that. This is during that era, and this is sort of pre-Knights of the Slice, but has ramifications for today and for where the line is going. And so this really touches off with the story of Glytus. Glyots. Glyots. I can't even pronounce my own uh, creation correctly. So, no, it is Glyots. Sorry. <laughs> um, you're just going to have to bear with me because I didn't have coffee today. So, Glyots. Glyots were an unknown faction of troops. They were American troops, uh, 
We don't exactly know what era they were from. We don't know what year this took place. But they found themselves teleported to a place they didn't understand. And they traveled through the Vector, as you could probably imagine. Although, back then, we didn't really understand what the Vector was. We just thought these were sort of spatial anomalies that were happening uh, randomly. But this would have been one of the first encounters of Earth humans with sort of O'Neill universe or Glios type creatures. Although it seems like the Glios creatures were incredibly hell-bent on being evil, which leads me to believe they might have been corrupted or something was at play because, uh, you know, I don't tend to think of Kraboths as, as evil or vindictive, but uh, yet we see uh, they were a real threat to these soldiers. So after being teleported through the Vector, utilizing a technology they really didn't understand, the troops landed in another foreign land with heavily damaged limbs and melting arms and exposed bones and muscle tissue and really uh, kind of a horrific setting. But what started to happen was the nearby sort of pieces of what appeared to be a, a sort of alien factory, they started to glom on to these injured soldiers and transform them and, and power them up. And essentially, the Goliaths became this human hybrid of Glyos pieces. And it was kind of the first interaction between these two sort of, uh, I guess you would say, life forms. Uh, it did not end well for the Goliaths. They uh, never made it back to Earth. There was never any further communication about uh, the whereabouts or the sort of the rest of the life of these brave troops. But we do know potentially enough time has passed that they've probably all died from old age if they weren't sort of already overcome by whatever evils they found in this strange world. But the, the purpose of digging up this ancient text and sharing it with you guys is because this is the first documented instance of what would later become known as the Frankenslice. And the Frankenslice is the process by which a glios part bonds itself to organic matter, particularly human organic matter. And I don't claim to understand the science behind this, and we really don't have a ton of reference for this. But there is a bond that can happen between a glios piece and a human, human sort of tissue. And you'll notice in the story of Knights of the Slice, we really haven't addressed or sort of put on the forefront the integration of these parts. It, it's not often, if at all, depicted in the sort of storytelling or the comics or the things you guys have seen. And th that's been a very conscientious sort of choice. But now, the process of Frankenslice, which probably has a scientific name, you know, Frankenslice is just kind of a bit of a misnomer. You know, we're using 
the idea of Frankenstein, Dr. Frankenstein, and, you know, uh, kind of merging that together as just a throwaway word that can kind of express this, this advanced concept for the time being. But uh, the time is at hand where there will be people, there will be characters who not only can sort of command the Frankenslice method, but they, they have the utmost control over it. So while every character in Knights of the Slice so far has been relatively humanoid and sort of, you know, the majority of people do not have superpowers. I don't even know if, boy, has anybody explicitly been granted superpowers in Knights of the Slice? I guess Gamma Guy. Um, you know, we're largely, we have largely historically dealt with just regular humans in sort of extraordinary circumstances with extraordinary technology. We're now fast approaching what could be the pinnacle of human development in that world, this Frankenslice method, the ability for mere humans to integrate with Glyo's parts and build onto themselves this unlimited, customizable, powered-up, life-expanding... Uh, I don't know, give me another noun that I could use there. Um, so it's a very interesting time, and story-wise, we're going to start to address what that means, what the ramifications are, and who are the real masters behind the Frankenslice method? Why hasn't it really come to the forefront before? Why has it been tucked away for what seems like centuries, maybe millennia? Is there a person or a source that is starting to reawaken and spread this methodology of the Frankenslice? And if there is, who would be the herald for such a person or force? They would no doubt need somebody of the modern era to be the carrier for this enormous power. And all those ramifications are really quite profound. And I want to leave you with that. I want you to think on how this can affect the, the world of Knights of the Slice and where you might think we're going and who this might evolve. And I will, I will give you one more sort of teaser into this. You know, I think, I think likely we'll start fulfilling around the 15th, maybe a little later, depends on when shipments arrive. And, uh, you know, Towards the end of August, you should have the next piece of the puzzle with you. And that piece of the puzzle does include a uh, postcard comic, which uh, I think is going to reveal some interesting things, and it's, gonna, it's going to tie up a storyline that's been going on for more than a year. And finally, you're going to see a character that's been mentioned, but um, has not made his modern appearance in the story of the mythos just yet. Um, but it does have some profound ramifications. And I'm excited. I can't wait to tell that story. So in the meantime, uh, you can enjoy this old ancient artwork, which is probably more than a decade old at this point, and has not been something I've shared too widely. Um, I think actually some of these are work-in-progress pages, but I thought you might find that interesting as well. And... Uh, you can take the next 
10 days, two weeks, whatever it is, and, and just think about where this is going and what the Franken slice is going on here and what's it all going to mean. Because I'm very excited and I can't wait to share it with you guys. So the only thing left to say is pizza out. Still on the